Shall we turn to God's word? Amen. We'll turn to Romans chapter 4, 17 to 25. We'll continue with our theme, The God Look. Last two weeks, we've been talking about from the theme, The God Look. We are focusing our attention to Romans 4, 17 onwards. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read it out. I'm going to read it out in the message version. We call Abraham father, not because he got God's attention by living like a saint, but because God made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Isn't that what we always read in scripture? God saying to Abraham, I set you up as father of many peoples. Abraham was first named father and then became a father because he dare to trust God to do what only God could do. Raise the dead to life with a word make something out of nothing. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. And so he was made father of a multitude of peoples. God himself said to him, you're going to have a big family, Abraham. Abraham didn't focus on his own, own impotence and say, it's hopeless. This hundred-year-old body could never father a child. Nor did he survey Sarah's decades of infertility and give up. He didn't tiptoe around God's promise, asking cautiously skeptical questions. He plunged into the promise and came up strong, ready for God, sure that God would make good on what he said. Praise God. This morning, you and I, are we ready to plunge into the promises of God? Hallelujah. Believing that God is able to fulfill what he has said about you and me. Amen. Praise God. Father, we are grateful to you this morning. Thank you, Lord. For your word, we pray that you will speak to us. Release grace and anointing in this place. That will make the proclamation of your word effective. In Jesus' name, we bind every powers of darkness. We take victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we continue with the theme, the God look. The God look. We started by saying, Abraham was able to overcome every odds in his life because he had a very unique look, unique 
perspective and we called it the God look. And what was that? Abraham believed, number one, that God could raise the dead to life. Praise God. And we said that God is a God who can recall, recall events, recall, recall people, recall things back into our life. That which was once, today if it's not, God can recall it back. That's what Abraham believed. Basically, he believed that God can raise the dead. Praise the Lord. So, dead hopes, dead dreams, ambitions that are dead, hopeless situations, been waiting for something for so long, Abraham's God look told him, God can do something unique for him. And we also, as God's children, we believe that God can change a hopeless situation and breathe life into a lifeless situation. The second thing Abraham believed was, God is a God who can bring something out of nothing. Praise God. The miracle, creative miracle is something that God does. And he can do it for you and for me. Amen. That's what he believed. But that was Abraham's God look. In other words, he looked at God and he believed in God. But then we said on the other side, there is God look where God looks at us. Those who receive the promise, what does God look at us and say about us? Number one, we said, as God looked at Abraham and he said, he called him the father of nations even before he became a father. That's crazy, right? Can you believe somebody calling you a father? Somebody calling you a mother before you actually became a father or a mother. So God, when he looked at Abraham, he said, it's a done deal. Praise God. It's a done deal. Praise God. Do you believe that? That what God has pronounced on our life is a done deal and it will come to pass. Praise God. The second God look, God looking at Abraham, he said, I know that he is going to follow up on the plans of God by, one, walking in the path of God. And we said the paths of God, the ways of God are right and just. At one point, God came to Abraham and told him, I am the Lord Almighty. Walk before me blamelessly. So the path of God or the ways of God are such that it is right, it is just, and it's a blameless way in the sight of God. And God expects us, those who receive the promise of God, to walk in the ways of God. Not only that, God said that I know that Abraham will cause this 
children and household to walk in the same way. So we concluded by saying that in the God look, when God looks at Abraham, he had the trust and confidence that Abraham will do what it takes him. So we said that there is a divine partnership, a divine program, and human participation coming together, which ushers the purpose and the program of God. So against hope, Abraham hoped and he believed. Praise God. That's what the word of God says. Amen. So can God trust us with his divine design? Can God trust us to do our part? Amen. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed without weakening in his faith. So even when the externals of his life, when he looked at his own body, he was getting weak, his faith did not dwindle. Praise God. So we ended by saying that the promise of God and the performance of God, praise God. There is an incubation period between the promise of God and the performance of God. Hallelujah. And we need to have hope that what God has promised, he will perform. Praise God. So shall we move on today? We, as God's children, take our eyes off our own limitations and put our eyes on God who is limitless and who is unlimited. Take our eyes off our finite resources and put our eyes on the infinite one with his infinite resources. Don't look at your own frailties. Don't look at your own limitations and stand baffled, but instead shift your attention, shift your thought, shift your vision. Look to Jesus and he will carry you through. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's move forward. So we move forward today. Verse 20. He Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. Abraham was called to believe in a promise. Praise God. You and me are called to believe in a person. Let me repeat that. Abraham was called to believe in a promise. You and I are called to believe in a person, the person Jesus Christ, who is the promise giver and the promise keeper. The promises of God are locked in a person. The promises of God are locked in a person, the person Jesus Christ. That's why Paul writing to Corinthians says, every promise of God is yea and yea in Christ Jesus, and we say amen to it. Praise God. So the promises of God are locked in the person Jesus Christ. 
And when you have the person Jesus in your life, when you have the person Jesus leading you, when you have that person Jesus as the author and the finisher of your faith, what he initiates in us is able to sustain it and is able to bring it to the finish line. Praise God. Lock on to the person of Jesus. Lock your focus, lock your vision upon Jesus, the promise giver and the promise keeper. If you don't take your eyes off Jesus, we want to guarantee you, based on the word of God, that you're going to make it. Praise God. Regardless of how I the waves are, regardless of how tough the terrain is, regardless of how high the walls are that separates you from the purpose of God and the promises of God, if you look yourself onto Jesus, He will make sure that you'll reach the destiny in Christ Jesus. So don't lower your expectation. Praise God. Hallelujah. When unbelief creeps in, do you know how and when does unbelief creeps in? The Bible says, Abraham did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. When does unbelief creep in? When things don't go according to our projections, when things don't go according to our plans, when there are delays, when there are denials, when there are disappointments, unexpected events results in wavering and slowly unbelief comes into our lives. Point in case, Peter did something that no human being has ever done, which was walk on the water just as his master Jesus did. Even as he was walking on the water, he took his eyes off Jesus and he looked around for a moment, just a moment, the winds and the waves rising up. And on the external, he saw the winds and the waves rising up. Do you know what happened? Deep inside him, another wave rode within him. It was the wave and the wind of fear that gripped him from the inside. Quite often, what's on the outside is able to impact what's on the inside. The externals, the external circumstances have a tendency to impact our internal well-being. The external voices, the external influences, the external forces at times can drain our energy can drain our power, can sap our strength from within. Praise God. Unless you fortify your inner man 
by feeding on the word of God, by zeroing in on the person Jesus Christ, who is the promise maker, who is the promise keeper. Praise God. We will zero in on him, then and then only can you withstand and override the external forces that comes to assault you and bring your downfall. Praise God. Abraham had the externals, everything working against him. Praise God. But still, the Bible says, he did not waver through unbelief. Unbelief can steal our blessings. Unbelief can steal what God wants to do in our life. That's why the writer of Hebrews says that we should not have the wicked heart of unbelief. Praise God. Unbelieving heart is a wicked heart in the, in the sight of God because it makes God a liar. And there is one thing that God cannot do. The Bible says God cannot lie. Praise God. He is the truth. He is the embodiment of the truth. His word is the truth. The spirit of God is the truth. Now Jesus is the truth. When you and I doubt him and his word, we make him out to be a liar. That's why the word of God says it's an unbelieving, a wicked heart of unbelief. That should never happen in our life. Now look at the external. Abraham had all the things that was working against him on the external. Number one, his identity. He was known as Abram. Abram means exalted father. So Abraham, Abraham walked around with a title, exalted father. All right? And I want to dub it. He went around with a title that meant exalted daddy. Exalted that. So I want you to come. Picture with me. There's this huge entourage that's coming. The Bible says he had 318 trained soldiers that were born in his household. So just think the size of his entourage that was going with him. 318 trained soldiers born in his household. So what was the number that was moving around with him? So this vast army as it's coming, moving through the towns and moving through the meadows, of course, this was a highly visible person. So when you become a highly visible person, people start talking about you. They start inquiring about you. I want to tell anybody who's into ministry. When you start ministering, when you put yourself in ministry, you become visible. When you become visible, people start looking at you. They start commenting about you. They start critiquing about you. Everything that you say is measured. Everything that you do is calculated. Everything, your disposition is measured. Your words are, are measured. Your attire is measured. Because now you are highly visible. People are well you and we see that Abraham was a person who was 
visible, praise God, walking around with the title, Exalted Daddy. People might have inquired, hey, how many kids does this guy have? And this guy's like walking like a king. So many people. Then people say, oh, he don't have any kids. Wait, what do you mean? A man with the title, Exalted Daddy, has no kids? That's crazy. But that's the reality. But that didn't affect this man because he was not wavering with unbelief regarding the promise of God. So one day God shows up and said, Abraham, it's time. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to change your name. I'm going to change your name from Abram to Abraham. From exalted daddy to the daddy of nations. Wow! The man gets promotion. From exalted daddy to exalt to daddy of the nations. Wow. New title. Now everybody's looking at it. Don't make any sense. Probably became the joke of the town. People started ridiculing him. From exalted daddy to the daddy of nations. When you can see no change. Maybe when you look at yourself, you see no change. When people look at you, they see no change. When the world looks at you, they see that nothing has changed about you. I'm not talking about character. I'm not talking about morals. I'm talking about the change in regards to what God has pronounced upon your life. But don't waver. Don't waver. Don't let unbelief creep into you. Praise God. Now walking with the title daddies of the nation, Abraham did not cringe within himself. And tell people, you know what, really doesn't mean that, you know, I'm the daddy of the nation. What it really meant is, I want to be a daddy. Praise God. If heaven said it, it settles it. If you believe and you participate with what heaven wants to do on your behalf. Praise God. Now, it's very interesting, right? It seems that things are getting from bad to worse. When God changes them, why, why, you gotta, why you have to publish this? Why you got to change the name? Why don't you just simply do what you got to do? Sometimes, God would put us on a stage. God would put us on a pedestal and let the world see that there is nothing special about you and me besides what he has deposited within us. Praise God. But even when we know that the world knows that there is nothing special about us by ourselves, Besides the grace of God that is poured into our lives. Praise God. We stand in faith. 
and we cooperate with God and we believe what he says I believe what he says about me I believe what he has pronounced about me I believe the word of God concerning me I believe even though it has not been manifested yet praise the Lord hallelujah you see the same MO modest operanda in the scripture as to how often God works in people's life. When you feel that he will come and scoop you, when you, when you feel that he will come and just pick you, he will let you keep going, keep going, keep going. There are times in our faith life, things will go from bad to worse before the power of God is manifested in our lives. Do you remember when the blind man came to Jesus? <laughs> Jesus healed so many people by doing so many things. He touched them. He said, have your sight in the field. But there was one blind man. The Bible says, you know what Jesus did? He spat into his, spit into his eyes. Ooh. The world will look at it and says, adding insult to the injury. This is unbelievable. It's, it's unacceptable. It's not the norm. This is not the norm. We cannot accept. Let me tell you, sometimes God will make, break our norm. Now, you don't try to break the norm. Let God break the norm when it's the time. When you try to break the norm, there will be a price that is attached and it will touch you and you will not like it. Praise God. But when God breaks a norm, when God breaks a taboo, when God breaks a methodology, when God breaks a ammo and creates his ammo, it will have the fingerprint of God to tell the world that it's me, it's I, the Almighty, who changes and transforms life. God's path. Jesus spit into the man's eye. Then there's another, another time when he spit into the ground and, and made mud and put it into the man's eyes and told him to go to that pool and, 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 and wash yourself. You know, so sometimes the workings of God as, we, as he's preparing us to go from point A to point B, Point A being the promises of God. Point B being the performance of God. The preparation will be out of this world. It will be such that you have not envisioned it. It will be such that you can't comprehend it. But let me tell you, like Abraham, if you will not waver and bring unbelief into your life, but rather trust in the promise of God. Praise God. God will do something awesome in your life. You know the next part says he did not waver with unbelief but trusted in the promises of God and gave glory to God. That's beautiful. Praise God. An impossible situation 
But Abraham, as far as he was concerned, there was only one thing impossible. The only one thing impossible in Abraham's book was, it is impossible for God to lie. What's the impossible thing in your life, in your book? Praise God. Can you add this as number one? That it's impossible for God to lie. And therefore, anything and everything that he says, it will come to pass. Praise God. But in the meantime, he gave what? Glory to God. Glory to God. It's easy to give glory to God after the fact. After a deliverance, after your prayer request has been, has been fulfilled, after you have received your promise, it is easy to give glory to God. But to give glory to God before the fact requires faith in God. Praise You can give glory to God. When you're in the heat of the battle, you can give glory to God when you are in the valley. You cannot give glory to God when you're going through hell and high waters. You can only give glory to God if you're locked in on the person, Jesus, praise God. That is what God expects from us. This man, Abraham, he gave glory. Glory to God. This morning, if you are down and under, praise God. Start giving glory to God. God's going to bring you from down under to up on the top. Maybe you are the underdog this morning. If you are the underdog this morning, I want to tell you, jump on the bandwagon which says glory to God. If you can jump on the bandwagon that says glory to God, that vehicle is going to take you. It's going to elevate you. It's going to transport you from down under to up, up, all the way up. Praise God. Hallelujah. From an underdog to a top dog. From an underdog to a top gun. Praise God. When you climb the vehicle, the glory to God. Jump in on that bandwagon. Glory to God. Praise God. Let me tell you, even if there's nobody on that bandwagon, may you and I be the first one that will jump on the bandwagon that says glory to God. Because slowly, slowly but steadily, more people are going to jump in because they're going to look at you and they're going to realize there is something special about you that you have jumped on the bandwagon. Glory to God. You are giving glory to God. When things have not materialized, when things have not become a reality, you are working in, in, in an empty, with an empty pocket. You are working with nothing in your hand. You are working with nothing but the promise of God. It's not a reality yet, but if you would give glory to God, I want to tell you, God is going to change the situation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Yes, it's not blind belief. But when you have faith in Jesus and his word, God lets you see through the blinding fog. When you have faith in Jesus, God lets you see through the maze. When you have faith in Jesus, God lets you see through that worlds that are standing before you. When you have faith in Jesus, he lets you see. He gives you a God look vision that cuts through every hurdles that stands before you between the promise of God and the performance of God. Through God look, you're able to see through. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, it requires faith. But let me tell you, if you give glory to God, He's going to turn the tide around. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. Give Him praise any day. Praise God. Don't let the don't wait for the situations to change, but start giving Him glory now. Finally, He was being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. So as he's walking through the valley with a name that says, with a name that's changed from exalted daddy to the daddies of the nations. And as the world is looking at him, he's walking around saying, giving glory to God. As he's saying glory to God with his lips deep down inside, the Bible says he was persuaded he was persuaded, hallelujah, fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Ah, praise God. Hallelujah. Let me ask you, what's persuading you? What's persuading you? What persuades us? Is verbalized when he's saying glory to God when things have not changed he was persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised praise God are you fully persuaded that God can do what he has said about you are you persuaded that God is able to deliver what he has promised do you know the delivery system of God? We like the on-demand delivery system. In other words, make a demand and get it now. But let me tell you, God does not operate on your demand and my demand. He operates on a divine timetable. And that requires me and you to believe fully, fully persuaded that God has power to do what He has promised. Worse persuading you. Paul said, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. In other words, he said, The love of God persuades me. The love of God compels me. What's persuading you? What's persuading you to walk in the ways of God? What's persuading you to believe 
in God. What's persuading you to believe in the power of God? Are you fully persuaded that God will do what He has promised? Let me conclude here on the basis of verse 24-25. Even if you even believe God raised Jesus from the dead. Your faith is as awesome as Abraham. If you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, praise God. If you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, praise God. You have a faith like Abraham. Abraham believed that God can raise those who are dead, give them life. You and I believe that God has raised Jesus from the dead. If that's the faith that you and I have embraced, let me tell you, everything else that you and I face in our lives in the light of the fact that I and you have embraced the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead without physically seeing it without physically touching it and perhaps not hearing an audible sound from him if you and I have that kind of faith everything else that you are facing this afternoon this morning this night wherever you are praise God everything else that you are facing every challenge every hurdle that you are facing now if you believe that Jesus was raised from the dead and you have faith in him God can empower you to overcome every battles of your life can you hand over your situation to God praise God hallelujah this is how the last verse goes but it's not just Abraham. It's also us. You and me. The same thing gets said about us when we embrace and believe the one who brought Jesus to life when the condition were equally hopeless. The sacrifice to Jesus made us fit for God, set us right with God. As we conclude, God look is a great look. God look is a great look. God look is a good look. God look is a great look. God look is a good look. You got God look. You're looking good. Praise God. Tell yourself. Ask yourself, do you have God look? If you have God look, tell yourself, it's looking good for me. Future's looking good for me. If you got God look, the future is looking great for you because you got God look. God bless you.